Welcome to But Jesus Drank Wine and other stories that kept us stuck. I'm Mead. And I'm Christy. In this podcast, we'll explore the stories that kept us, well, stuck, wanting to drink and not wanting to drink all at the same time. Join us as we show you that freedom from alcohol does not have to mean a life sentence of misery and missing out, but actually means living an authentic life full of peace, joy, and purpose. Hi. Welcome. Are we recording? To this podcast. Yes, we are recording. Okay, so we have... Actually, wait a minute. Let's talk about what's happening on the 20th of February for like a hot second because I'm excited. Are you excited? Yeah, I'm so excited. We're actually going to be able to interact with our readers in person, see their beautiful faces and chat. And okay, this is y'all, you know how I do with part twos. This is like the solution to me always wanting to have a part two. It's not so much that I want to have a part two. It's that like, I want to continue the conversation, but I want to do it with, I love doing it with just Christy, but we want to expand She's our bored circle. Of me already, you guys. For a year and a bit. I'm sick and tired of me. <laughs> I want the conversation to be all of us. You said this before, Christy, that like you, when you've listened to our episode back, it, it's like you listen and it's like, oh my gosh, like, these are girlfriends that like we wish that we had had back when we you know started our journeys that we could just have these conversations with. And it feels like we're kind of chatting along with those people too. And so, yeah, February 20th, tell them, tell them what's happening. Yeah. So we are finally launching the But Jesus Drink Wine community, which we're so excited about because we have had so many messages and DMs and emails about like, is there just a place that we can all hang? And so this, even though we're both coaches, this isn't coaching. This is literally a community Correct. for anybody that is a Jesus lover or is a Jesus curious, is Jesus curious if you're sober or sober curious and you just want to talk about so like sobriety or living alcohol free with a Jesus lens, like all of it, all of it, you guys, like you're super welcome if you're open and want to have this conversation. And again, like it's not, Mead and I are not coaching you, like we both have different things for that. But this is just a place to get together and talk and chat. And like, we have so many exciting ideas, you guys, about like what we want to do with this community. Like we've talked about Testimony Tuesdays and having there's some gals that already want to share like their testimony of how they've overcome alcohol. And we have like guest speaker ideas of people that we want to bring into the community to have like a face to face Zoom with you guys. So many different things. And yeah, we're just excited to bring something that has been on our hearts to do for a long time, but just kind of really needing to figure out what it's supposed to look like and really discerning Mm -hmm. what it's supposed to be. And so separate from a coaching group, that's a totally different thing. This is like, come hang out. You won't be feeling like you're behind if you miss, you know, miss one of the calls. You won't have that hustle of like having to, like, you don't have to do anything just come and be and connect mm-hmm. and we can chat about whatever and wherever, you know, the convo goes. But really, it was just Christy's way of being like, enough of the part two's need. Let's, <laughs> let's find a way to keep the conversation going, but let's include more people. Christy's sick of me, you guys. She's like, it's not I true. bring other people into this conversation because meat will just go on and on and on. That's not true. That's not true. But wait, we should point out, you guys, that there is nothing actually, and we've done our market research, there's nothing out there like this. 
Like there are a ton of sobriety communities and sobriety coaching communities and so many different like Facebook groups and Substacks and all of this stuff, but there actually isn't. And if you have found one, please let us know. A community of women, just women, who love Jesus or are curious about Jesus and are on an alcohol-free journey that can come together and just chill on a weekly basis. And so we're so excited to be like opening this up and like serving anyone that wants to come. Yes, yes. And getting to put like faces with, oh my gosh, can you imagine like being in a room, in a room, a Zoom room with the people that are on the other end of this that we get the messages from? I cannot wait. So yeah. This is the perfect little segue too into kind of what we're talking about today. Do you wanna do you wanna read the reader reader mail question? Yeah. I totally want to read the reader mail, but when you said in a Zoom room, it made me also just want to quickly add that oh, like mm-hmm. you know well, you know what my ultimate dream is. And my ultimate dream uh-huh. is to, to take this into real life, IRL, as the kids say. Do they even say that anymore? Probably not. But like I, I, I would like to grow this to the point where we can all meet in person, like once yeah. a year or maybe even more. So You guys, uh, we have a link in the show notes for this to get you started. Our first, you know, community connection call is going to be the 20th and you can join at any time. So it's really, really exciting. So now we're going to get to our reader mail. Okay. This is a reader mail with lots of different parts. And so we're going to, I'll read it like once and then we can kind of go through it. Y'all have mentioned this, but would love a whole podcast. Why did I say that? That word that way? Podcast. Podcast with an A. I don't know. Would love a whole podcast on the issues surrounding fitting in, girls' night out, feeling dropped, not wanting to go anyway, etc., etc. I have no desire to go to our school auction in two weeks because I think it's going to be just a lot of debauchery, and I'm not going to be able to really talk to anyone, but I don't know anyone in real life who feels this way. Just an idea. So, I love this so much. Where are we going to start? Well... Immediately, what comes to mind to me is how I'm how excited I am for this reader to um, to be where she is with this question because that means that she is in a place where she is awake to her life. She's maybe newly alcohol free or still you know trying to work on boldly, confidently stepping out, living differently as alcohol free. Maybe she's still untangling some beliefs, even, but she at least she sees that there's. Um, this is there's there's a conflict in thinking here because on mm-hmm. one hand she wants to fit in and she doesn't want to be alone. And on the other hand, she's seeing where she's outgrown maybe some of these spaces or people that used to like she used to participate in. But now that she has grown and she's more aligned, living more aligned to her values, she's feeling that conflict and that tension. And that is however uncomfortable that is. That is an amazing thing. It should be celebrated because without paying attention to that conflict or that tension or that discomfort, if you will, in that, we don't have an opportunity to to consciously choose what to do in response to that. So that was like a big, big way of saying, I celebrate you, sweet, dear reader who sent that question in, and I celebrate the spot that you're in and the obvious growth that you've had to do to be in this place where you're even like noticing this as an issue. So yay you. Yeah. I love that so much. And I feel like this is one of the things that I was most scared about in the very beginning was like 
losing friends and dropping my people and who was I going to hang out with and what was it going to look like and who was going to react which way. And like push comes to shove, like it ended up being the biggest blessing because it really defined who my true friends were. But it also like Mm -hmm. it helped me figure out who I was when I was distanced from the people that were making me feel like I was a certain type of person if that was if that makes sense right and so yeah. to your to your point on celebrating like and and here look this is why we've got the community coming up right mm-hmm. like this is that like, we want to connect people and we want you to not feel like you don't have a room to go in where you get to feel like other people but this is exciting I think and I mm-hmm. never in a million years like if you would have asked me this question four years ago would have said that but I think this is really exciting because you get to figure out not only who you are, but like who you want to hang out with. And it might not be the people at the benefit or PTA thing or whatever the big gala situation is, you know? Yeah. And that and that's okay because separate even from being stuck in the drink cycle, drinking cycle and alcohol maybe being part of that, just in general, whether this is your your thing or not, like it's okay for friendships and friend groups and social things. It's okay for those to be good or, you know, okay for a season and us to outgrow. Like we always want to be, I mean, we want to be growing. If not, like we're dying, right? Which we're not growing, we're dying. And so it's just in any kind of friendship, separate from the whole alcohol thing, it's okay if there are, if you're noticing that there is this maybe letting go of what was and maybe that pull to or that call to step into a different space like that's also like that's where I want to like pop pop city proof of progress like there's so much in this whole conversation that is so worthy of celebrating the growth and the progress so many pops because like that's what we're kind of called to do is to continually grow and if you are a Jesus follower like it is our hope that we grow, you know, in Christ like things, mm-hmm. becoming more like him. So part of that process include necessary pruning. Um, mm-hmm. Pastor Pastor David recently preached a sermon. Uh, y'all know Pastor David if you've been listening to our podcast for a while. The fabulous Pastor David from my church, he preached recently on, you know, pruning where like, it's, and he didn't say this, this was kind of one of my takeaways that like, it's easy in a sense to kind of prune things that are bad. Like it's easy to look at our lives and go like, this is not good for me. Like I know that's got to go. But from what I took from that sermon that day was like, it's been a lot harder to prune things that maybe aren't bad. Maybe they're good things. Maybe they're okay things, but they're keeping me from growing into who the Lord has, you know, called me to grow into. And and I think that very, very much fits with having that pruning that comes with, you know, maybe new new friend group and the necessary, like almost like retreating or pulling away, distancing that you talked about, Christy, in that in that space to be able to figure out, well, what is it that mm-hmm. I when you wake up to your life, like you are like in this great place of like, oh, I get to choose what I want to do, where I go, how and that can be kind of uncomfortable. But it's also like so liberating because so much of the way I was living when I was stuck in the drinking cycle was just on autopilot. It was just like, mm-hmm. this is what I do because this is what I do. This is where I go. This is who I hang out with. This is where, 
just because that's what I did. So it's the price of growth as well. Yeah, I love that so much. I love that so, so much. And I think also there's a really, this like to your point, like it feels really uncomfortable when you're in this like middle ground kind of, you realize that like alcohol is no longer serving you. You realize you kind of want to live a different way, but you still only have the old friends and the old ways around. And I mean, I remember the the night that I was out at a 40th birthday party and I had planned it and I had brought the cake and I had done all the yes. things. And I came to the party and they were going to all go on literally just just to keep drinking after. And there was no dancing or anything like that. It was just purely to to keep drinking. And so I knew that. And this was at midnight. Thank you very much. I, I stayed out way past my bedtime. But I, I said goodbye to the birthday girl who was one of my closest friends to this day. And I got in the car and I burst into tears. And it was like this crazy feeling of like knowing that I knowing is not a knowing <laughs> knowing. Knowing that, like, I didn't want to keep going, that the best mm-hmm. part of the night had already been had, that the reason that I had gone to that dinner, which was to connect and to celebrate my good friend, had happened, that all of those things had happened and it was time for me to go. But there was this dissonance in, like, I'm not that old person anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not the girl that shuts the party down. I'm not the girl that keeps ordering the rounds of shots. I'm not the girl that forgets if she paid the babysitter or not. And I don't want to be that person anymore. Um, but like, there goes all my friends off to do this thing that that on the outside, people like the majority of humans still think is quote unquote fun, right? And so you're also, dear reader, and by the way, like this is a joke, you guys. We know that you're listeners, but I said it once and now we're going to go with it forever. This is the problem, dear reader. Is that like you're in... You're in this middle ground, right? And the new people haven't popped up yet. And yeah. And 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 then the new situations haven't popped up yet. And you you you're still feeling like a little bit like weird about flexing boundaries, which is fine cuz me and I went through the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. One of the things, I'm just on a roll here, but like don't girl. <laughs> one of the things that I like honestly started to do and still do to this day and you and I have talked about this offline is I pray for Christian friends. I pray mm-hmm. for Christian friends and Christian influences in my life because when I like started this journey, I had a few, but it's so important. But this is something that God can do, right? He can can change all of your friends. He can do all the things. And so prayer is a good part of this, I think. Yeah. I am. You're jumping up and down and like, I know, wiggling. (laughs) So I feel like I should stop talking. Responding to the heartfelt requests from you, our wonderful, wonderful listeners for a deeper sense of community. We are so excited to introduce y'all to the But Jesus Drink Wine community. Get ready to be part of an exclusive experience where you'll join a sisterhood of kindred spirits on a transformative journey of faith, sobriety, and personal growth. You'll gain access to our private community, a place where deep connections can flourish among women who share your aspirations of strengthening faith in Christ and breaking free from alcohol. But wait, there's more. We'll host regular connection calls to facilitate fellowship with like-minded gals, no matter where you stand on your alcohol or faith journey. Whether you're seasoned or just curious, you are very warmly welcomed here. Prepare to be inspired by guest expert sessions and engaging Q&As that explore the essential topics for your sobriety, faith, and holistic wellness journey. Don't miss out on securing your spot. Click the link in the show notes to learn more. We can't wait to see your beautiful face in the But Jesus Drank Wine community. Because I was just thinking, oh my gosh, 
I mean, the Lord knew better than to introduce us to each other when we were stuck in the drinking cycle. Because what you just described, I'm like, it is a good thing that we didn't know each other. Then we would have gotten into so much trouble together. But better than that is the point that we both were prayerful for like-minded, you know, friends, Christian friends, and and we found each other as a result. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it took having to walk through the grief. And I'm going to use the word grief because I think it's fair. I think sometimes we can, you know. yeah. Talk about it like it's a big thing or a little small thing, whatever. But like there is a grief or a grieving that happens in letting go of just something that you don't want a part of anymore. Like it's very obvious. Like you don't want to be a part of, you don't want to participate in the debauchery anymore. Like you don't want that. And at the same time, I think where the tension, you know, presents itself is it's also like there's some sadness, there's some grief in letting that go. And the more we can, you know, pay attention to what that is and how that shows up for us, the better we're able to let that move through us. I mean, that's the thing with emotions. Like we talk a lot about like the stories that keep us stuck, but the stories first come from a response in our bodies, an emotional charge, if you will. And so paying attention to what that is and getting curious about it, like we always say, it's okay to say, yeah, I don't I don't want to participate in that in that anymore. I'm also kind of sad that I don't want to participate in that anymore. And when we can have both, we give ourselves permission to to have both. We don't have that conflict anymore because yeah. it, we're yeah. not having to choose between one or the other. And I think that's sometimes where we can get stuck in those loops. Yeah, I love that so much. I feel like this is a good time to talk about like friendship breakups as well because it's just so in this conversation that we're having. And I view these like, so I've had, let's see, two, two major friendship breakups, right? Mm -hmm. Where we, it just, the the friendship, like now in in retrospect, non-retrospect, yeah, in retrospect, hindsight, 2020, all that, I can see that like, I completely outgrew the friendship, right? And we were on completely different paths. There was a lot of differing values situation as well. But like, when that friendship broke down, like there was still pain there because there was a lot of <laughs> time and memories. You know, there was one friendship breakup where we were in our each other's lives through really big things like the death of both of our parents and the death of other people. And and so I kept holding on to this friendship for dear life because of, yeah. I was thinking about all the history. Right. But like, yes, but then there was this one lunch and i remember i just got home and i'm like that's not that's not how i want to spend my time anymore i don't want to just down bottles and bottles of rosé and talk crap about other people to build each other up i'm not feeling this anymore i'm on a i just i don't it didn't feel good anymore and so i mourned the loss of that friendship but it's just made room right for other things have you had any friendship breakups yeah, well, yeah, for sure. It, the more that I realized that that was the season that I was in, again, because that's why I love that the reader is asking this question, because the more that you can realize that this is that, you know, season that you're in where you are discovering, you know, maybe asking the questions like, who who, who do I want to be friends with? Like, what is important? And, you know, in a friend, like, do they point me to Jesus? Do they want what's best for me? 
you know, do they have this, do they share similar values? Are they, mm-hmm. you know, how do they spend their, their time? Are we, al- mm-hmm. you know, are we alike in that? And mm-hmm. in that discovery, it, it makes it, a, a, you know, easier to see that we are stepping into something different and gr- better fruit, if you will, in that pruning, pro- to use that like pruning idea. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't, you know, if we don't acknowledge the pain or the sadness or the discomfort that comes along with that letting go process, then it can keep us, you know, confused. So yes, I have had, I also realized I was the girl that the, like, I wanted to be friends with. There was nobody in this world that I thought that I could not like win over and that I wanted to be, I wanted to have all the friends I always have. Aren't you so glad you don't have to do that anymore? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So where I traded you know, a ton of friends I've now gained in just the quality. And I don't mean yeah. like they're not, the other people weren't good people. It's just- They're not listening to this podcast anyways. It's this That's true. That's true. Good point. Yeah, I don't have to worry about offending. But but no, but it is true that it's like more meaningful. So the, when I say quality, I mean deeper connections. And that's what I was really, when I talk about like my journey, when I was stuck in the drinking cycle, I was like, oh my gosh, my life on paper looks so good. I don't understand why I'm feeling just this kind of like misery that I'm feeling. Like, oh, it must be, you know, wine, you know, like what I was really, the wine's getting in the way. And that was a big, you know, piece of it that for sure was masking. But what what the deeper desire was, was more meaningful connection. And I stayed stuck thinking that alcohol was the thing that was connecting me to my husband, to my friends, to, you know, being able to go deep, so to speak. And so- I just want to acknowledge that like it was hard and it's it still is hard at times, but what it has produced in quality or better fruit, if you will, is I mean, just because that's what the Lord does, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. that's what he mm-hmm. that's what he does when we're following him and we're living, you know, his will for us and we're praying and asking him to guide those. Like that's what that's what he does. So it also mm-hmm. takes me to that conversation of like lack and abundance. And I think that like when we talk about like FOMO, this, you know, this is a place for that conversation. I would say that like as long, this is why I broke up with social media years ago is because as long as I'm seeing the things that I'm missing out on and this, these could be girls nights, these could be uh, vacations, these could be things for my house. This just happened to me the other day, like in a real life experiment, experiment, y'all. This is so funny. So I get on social media to literally post the thing that Christy sends to just share about her pod because it's, she's so loving and kind that she takes care of that. And I just have to pop, pop it in. But, and there are a few, like a handful of accounts that I will actually like intentionally go on to look at. And I was on there looking at one of those and posting the pod thing. And I saw some ad for some house decor, something or another. So obviously I, somewhere else, maybe I clicked on that, whatever. I'm not, I'm not looking to redecorate my house. I am not mm-hmm. in a phase where I'm looking mm-hmm. to redecorate my house. All of a sudden, so I was mindful of this, but I was also like, it took me a minute to catch it. All of a sudden I'm going, oh, well, I need that vape. Like I need to redo yeah. like how I have my coffee table. Oh, and the bookcase over there, I need a new setup for that. All of a sudden, like three minutes later, I'm down this trap rabbit you know, rabbit hole. I've got all these DMs of people who are sending me links to their decor. So my 10 minutes prior, I was at peace with how my house was. I was not looking to redecorate my living room and my dining room (laughs) and buy new linens for my kitchen and my light. I was was at peace because everything within my walls was 
good and great and all of those things. My mind saw what it didn't have and went to, hurry, you need this. And it happened mm-hmm. so quickly. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happens. I'm going to I'm gonna land this. I promise I'm going to land this plane. I know where you're going. And I'm so happy about it. The going. same thing happens with the highlight reels of our friends on yep. social media. It's the same or thing that life. happened. Or in life. Yeah. Or yeah. in life. Or in yeah. life. I mean, it's the same thing if you're an entrepreneur in the business world, the coaches world. All of a sudden, you have a social media feed full of all the, you know, big coaches and what they're doing and get this and all the. I was okay with my setup until I saw what the world or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. was telling me that I needed or had to have instead. And the same is true of what our what our friends are doing on social media and what they're you know, it's just a real, it's not the real, it's not the R-E-A-L. So like you might see, dear reader, you might go like, you know, in a couple of weeks when you don't go to that auction, you might go on social media and you might see all of the fun, so to speak, that was had at that auction. And you, where and were your air quotes? Oh, they're outside the screen. Oh, okay. I can't see them. I got really stressed. Okay. She waits. The mood too much. <laughs> you might see that and you might go, oh my gosh, and feel that discomfort of like, I really missed out. Don't let the world tell you what you're missing out on. Start mm-hmm. celebrating what you do have. And that's why I wanted to start this with celebration too. Like, so focusing on what are the great things about doing life without alcohol right now? If you're new to this journey and you haven't, I'm sorry, Chrissy, I'm going to let you jump in here just one more second. If, oh, you are, fine. if you're new to this journey, we like to have conversations and me's just going on a monologue. Um, if, you, if you're new to this journey or if you're not new to this journey and you are not every single day looking for at least one gift of being free from alcohol, at least one, if not like 10, then you're missing a really, really exciting part of this journey that also helps us train our minds towards seeing the abundance and not the lacks. Get being mm-hmm. stuck in lack is no bueno. All right, I'm done. Jump in, please. Save me from my save our listeners no. from. I love that so much because I like I, it's it's so true. And I don't remember the exact quote or stat or whatever, but what you might remember it is like you become the sum of the five people you hang out with or whatever it is. Pastor like, David. Yeah. He spoke well, to he's that. Said, yeah. He's definitely said it, but I mean it's also uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. It's real. But it is so true, right? And like when you remove yourself from all the friends that are just, that's all they want to do is party and you look for real, true, authentic friendship who have the same values as you. Like that is a growing process. Like we said, that's pruning. Like I love to think of it like, you know, pot the potter molding the clay where the clay mm-hmm. doesn't really feel feel great to be molded doesn't feel really great to feel like you're the only one that's doing this thing and you don't have anyone but that's not that's not necessarily true right because there are people like us and so it's just the process of finding them and now i'm lost of what i where i was going oh you become the you become the the sum of the people that you hang out with and so a, a lot of this has to do with in order to have success and feel good about having success i think in this alcohol-free journey is to find new people and to find new circles. And you get to find get to. new people. You get to. And it might not be at the auction, which is where I feel like we should parlay. Parlay? What am I talking about? We should... I love your words. What's... What, in their heart. What's, what's the word I'm trying to... We should move into this whole idea of the part of the reader question that says, feeling like she has to go to the auction, right? Like, I have no desire to go, basically 
don't, you don't have to go. Yes. You don't have to go. And this is like, I mean, talk about a part two. We, this is where, <laughs> this is where like the shoulds come in, right? Then the shoulds are coming from ourselves. Okay. I'm going to like call out one of my clients right now. And I don't think she'll be mad at me for saying this. And I love Let's her hope. so much, but I don't think she will. Um, but we were talking about all of her, the shoulds on her list mm-hmm. and um, and how we can like basically find rest and incorporate that so she doesn't get to the point where she wants to hit the eject button with alcohol. And one of the, the shoulds on her list was like walking the dog, which, of course, like, yes, you should walk the dog. But her reason behind her should is that the dog was going to be mad at her. No. Yeah. Oh, she's one of my people like reform people pleaser that like the dogs have emotion yeah i mean they do but like yeah which by the way like let's just be clear i think that all the time about copper like oh my god she's not gonna love me we haven't gone out all day today but like the the point is the shoulds come from us they don't actually come a lot of the time a lot of the time prefacing prefacing i can't speak today (laughs) words are still hard they are really hard um I know this isn't true for everybody, but a lot of the times this is not actually your spouse. And a lot of times this is actually not your children or your friend that you were worried about letting down. Like also, by the way, like side note, now I'm going on a tangent. But like if you you are my friend, guys, and you cancel on me, I love you. I mean, I totally want to spend time with you. But also, yes, it's okay because it means I get a quiet, quiet hour. Where was I going, Leanne? Yeah. Where was I going? Yeah. You win. She wins. Yes. You you don't have to yes. be trapped, imprisoned by the should. The should. Yeah. There's, I was on there's the There's no room for that. I was. Yeah. 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 Get, get off yeah. the should. Get off the should train. And I would even say, like, that voice, like, I mean, is that the enemy? Is that one of the ways that the enemy works against Ooh, us? Like, Oh, yeah. Good one. I mean, I don't know. I'm, where's Pastor David when you need him? But but they're I not. It is. Of course it is. Right? Like, it could be, right? And so recognizing it as that it's like okay that voice that's feeding me the should does not have my best interest at heart so mm-hmm. if i'm giving into that based on that you know that narrative i should be doing xyz then it, yeah like that's again no bueno yeah so yeah so good i love your tangent that's yeah i mean i don't even know where it went Thank you so much for joining us again this week. You can find all of our episodes at butjesusdrankwine.com and make sure you follow us over on the gram at Love Life Sober with Christy and Mead at I'm Not Sober, I'm Free. To learn more about what we do, you can visit our websites at meadhollandshirley.com and lovelifesober.com. Take a screenshot of this podcast and share it with a friend or two. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't have to worry about missing a single episode. And if you love what we're doing, please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify. This helps more women who are feeling stuck and alone in the overdrinking cycle to find hope and encouragement. Thanks, ladies. We so appreciate you. We'll see you next week.